you're listening to the Magic Our Way podcast, and I hope you're liking it as much as I am. I'm just rolling on the ground with laughter. <laughs> oh, this is so much fun. Anyway, don't turn, don't punch that button. I'm not through. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the Magic R-Way. Magic R-Way. Magic R-Way. Magic R-Way. The Magic R-Way podcast. They are truly magical and whatnot. Sante Sana, everyone. You're listening to the Magic Army Podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana. And on this show, we invite you to feel the libations. Feel it, feel it. We are artistic buffs talking about dizzy stuff, and this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicArmy.com is where you can find us. For this show, we review the latest installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And look, this isn't your typical polished, practiced, pixie dust and dizzy podcast. No way. We're not in the parks every day trying to let you know how they celebrated May the 4th, Revenge of the 5th, and Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> That's right, Kev. We're here to drink, talk some Disney, and make metaphors with our butts. Well, there you go. You can't beat that, but just get right on to it. My name is Kevin. <laughs> and me be called Floor because me is lying on floor. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Teeth. <laughs> teeth. 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 Uh, would that be like I'm headset? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <That's it. laughs> I am microphone. <laughs> I am lamp. I love lamp. <laughs> yes. Now, me be Danny. That be Eli. She Eli. be Rachel. And we'd be happy yeah. to be here with you. Yes. yes. We, we be that. And yes. we always hope that everyone out there in Mawika Land has had a good week. How's everybody doing in studio today? Ooh, doing good. Doing good. Nice. Getting, yeah. getting the uh, trip feels right now. You're almost you know? about yeah. what, two weeks out or so. We're about two weeks out, so the excitement's starting to kick in. Yeah? Yeah, the time to escape is nigh. Mm-hmm. Anything new since the last time we chatted? Is oh, I think booked? Rachel just booked us uh, H2O Glow Nights. Oh, I no did. way. Just now. You should have the email in your inbox. Hey, hey. Look at that. All right. How about Can't that? Can't wait to check that out. I'm looking forward to this. It was a blast. I went last year, and I loved it. If anybody is thinking about a Disney trip this summer, H2O Glow Nights is a, like such a fun extra thing you can do to make it special. They have live entertainment, like a DJ. They have a whole like dance party thing at the beach. You know, they have their regular bars open, but then they have extra food options that are special just to H2O Glow Nights. Oh. And then there's very few lines for anything. They put in special floats in the Lazy River that are like characters. Oh. Yeah, that's super fun. And they glow, I guess. Well, I don't think the floats glow, but oh. yeah, <laughs> there's like glow lights kind of everywhere. Okay. And you don't need sunscreen, everybody, because the sun is down. It's right. at night. And the best part is, is it goes until like midnight, so you're not missing Close, out 11. on eleven-ish. Okay. Mm. But you're not missing out on any other park time. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's great. I had a blast. Highly recommend it. Really fun thing to do with your family in the summer, especially because the parks can just be so hot and exhausting. So it's cool to do something to cool off and relax. That's right. So if anybody wants to say hello to me and Eli while we're over in Disney, 
Hey, we'll be there the 18th through the 23rd. 23rd. Yeah, book a trip with Rachel at MagicRoadWeek.com. That's right. And then she can yep. get you down there, too, at the same time. Exactly. Because <laughs> right. she booked their vacation. So, yeah. That's yeah, it. I'll just book you in the room right next to them. And then you can hang out <laughs> with them the whole time. I think that's what I just heard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this wasn't in the notes. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Just let it happen, dude. How did this happen? Just let it happen. I don't oh, even man. let him in the room next to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Seriously? No. I might be staying by y'all. I don't know who's showing up. He's got an extra bed, Kirk, if you want to go. Uh, oh, well, if it's Kirk, yeah. No, yeah. It, yeah. That just, way he already jumped in your room. Yeah. He's jumping his old bed now. Hey, he'll jump yeah. in your bed, too, just because you're there. That's probably true. And it's convenient. It'll be like right there. I will say this. Look, I've got Takumi Thai for dinner. Hey! Hollywood Brown Derby, California nice. Grill, Narcoozies. Rachel's been awesome. She's booked me in just about every restaurant I want. But if the listeners have any recommendations for places that we have not yes. yet tried, I'm open, man, because like, we, we have our lunches wide open. Lunches, lunch suggestions. Lunches. Show at magicalway.com, man. Get those suggestions mm-hmm. in there. So what hey. should they eat? Have you done the new quick service at Epcot? Connections Cafe? Or no. Connections Eatery? Connections Eatery. The cafe is the Starbucks. The mm. eatery is the quick service. No, I have not. Is no. that good? Yeah, I thought it was good. I had a flatbread there that I thought was really good. Flatbread pizza. They have like a lot of good plant-based options. My friend really liked their gluten-free chicken tenders. Okay. Uh, oh, nice. She's gluten-free, so. Yeah. And then they have, uh, like, I think they call it like a liege Belgian waffle. Mm. Um, it's like kind of Belgian waffle that's real, like, crispy on the outsides. Anyway, that was really good, too. All right. It's well, a hey. good cut through to uh, get to Cosmic Rewind. That's a, yeah. <laughs> for my, for my really ear. good cut through. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. You know, one thing in the parks, uh, especially in like Hollywood Studios, I used to like enjoy, especially when like movies come out. Is when you'd walk through the parks and you'd see like promotions for the movies. Yeah, you'd see like toys, things. Same you know, here. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I don't know if they still do that, but I'd be curious to know when y'all get down there if they still see that. I'll let you know, man. I definitely will. Yeah. So sp- speaking of Guardians, guys, how about it, man? Enough of our yeah. jibber jabber. Let's get to them. By that jingle, you know it's Marvel time on the hub, and this hub, of course, is a movie review. That's right, we are discussing the latest installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which marks the beginning of the summer blockbuster movie season for Disney in theaters. And Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was released in the United States on Friday, May 5th, 2023, as the next installment of Phase 5. Marvel Studios describes the movie like so, and I quote... In Marvel Studios' Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, our beloved band of misfits are looking a bit different these days. Peter Quill, still reeling from the loss of Gamora, must rally his team around him to defend the universe along with protecting one of their own. A mission that, if not completed successfully, could quite possibly lead to the end of the Guardians as we know them. End quote. And of course, y'all, we present our review in two parts, the non-spoiler and spoiler field. And as always, we will give you ample warning before going into the spoiler filled part. We even have a jingle for you, if you guys remember. I know it's been a little while, but we'll hit the jingle. But after that, it's all everything's fair game. So just we definitely give you a warning. So at least listen to this first half if you haven't watched the movie yet. And once you do come back and listen to the second half and let us know what you think on both halves for sure. Mm. And uh, we'll begin, as always, with our Marvel guru, Eli. Eli, what'd you think, man? Do you love it, like it, dislike it, loathe it? Uh, what thoughts do you have, sir? The floor is yours. Oh, yes, sir. You floor, know. floor, the floor, the floor is floor. yours. Ah, I'm floor. teeth. Oh, your teeth. Yeah. That's right. I'm floor. You're floor. floor. Okay. Yeah, eat teeth. Yeah, all right, teeth. teeth. What you got, teeth? <laughs> all right, we're well, true on this. So, <laughs> when, uh, 
just so people know, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the movie, like, no spoilers, but that is all a joke from the movie. <laughs> yes. So if you haven't seen the movie and you don't get that, it's from the movie. It's funny now, but it'll be even funnier once you watch the movie. Right. It'll be yeah. funnier when you watch it, yeah. Just like the making metaphors with your butt thing. Yes. That's right. That's yes, right. Yes, that too. Yeah. That too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot happening there. Uh, and go, Marvel Google. Boom. Uh, every now and again, there's a movie that comes along and reminds me why I like to draw comics, read comics, and that movie inspires me to such heights that I just want to go ahead and see that next movie again. But this was not one of them. <laughs> okay. I, I, would, I would have to say that I don't watch trailers very much because um, I don't want any sort of expectations. And I know in previous uh, reviews like this, uh, I started being someone that I'd read the books and I was like, I want to see how it translates to movies. Now I'm kind of like, if they at least put something in there that I'm familiar with in the book, I'm really happy with that. But I'm not sure what I'm ever going to get. It's like that Cracker Jack box prize where you just don't know what you're seeing. I thought you were going to Forrest Gump it. No. <laughs> Life's like a box. Movie- MCU is like a box of chocolates. Chocolates, yeah. You, you know. never know which one you're going to get. But it's always <laughs> sticky. Oh. But it, here's, the, here's the point. Okay. Here's the point is that I thought it would be cool to see certain characters that were in there. I mean, I guess I could say the characters' names, right? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're in the preview. They're in the preview. So, like, kind of yeah. so like, you know, you have your Adam Warlock, you have your High Evolutionary. These are characters that in the comics are cosmic beings. They affect things, uh, a lot of big events. They've, they've launched their own series in uh, late 90s and, you know, early 2000s. So these are, are big deal visual concept uh, characters. It's kind of like down by what I had uh, represented in that. Uh, the other thing is, is I'm a I'm a rocket raccoon guy. It's like that's my favorite mm. out of the Guardians again. Uh, I know we'll get into the detail of that, but mm-hmm. I did not get no good rocket raccoon action Vibes. there. Yeah, yeah. It it just wasn't the type of movie that it was expected to be, or I would hope it would be based on what the franchise is mm. you know uh, it's and I and I think that's that's what has been the theme for a lot of these different movies but yeah this one definitely is uh, the hardest one of a franchise movie to see to be like come on I had hopes mm-hmm. why did you pull the flow out from under me I'm floored. He'd be floored. I know, but I, just couldn't, I couldn't chew on, the, on how tough this movie was to watch anymore. But so I, I did not I did not like it. You did not like it. I wanted to, but I, I could not. Not Mainly a fan. the execution of it could not. Gotcha. Okay. Ooh. Okay. And so I guess uh, next will be Rachel, since this is your very first movie yes. review with the Magic Ori podcast. So uh, the floor is yours. What, did you, what are your thoughts? I'm floored. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. How many times are we going to go through that? That's right. All day. I'm sorry. Headset. Headset. What what is your... uh, Yes. The floor is yours. Uh, No, no. Stop it. The headset's yours. (laughs) (laughs) Cue, 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 cue. Yes. And scene. Eli, I have a question. Yes, ma'am. My question is, was the story that we saw in this film from a comic book story? I don't think that's a spoiler. I'm just wondering, like, was this a story before, or is this a new story for this movie? Um, Excellent question. That's a, no, that's a very fair question. Uh, as far as, like, what the story of it was in the movie. Like the plot. The yeah. plot, no. Uh, it, it, it wasn't. Um, now, the uniforms that they had, 
that's yeah. that's from the comic now like but after okay. but after the first one if that makes any sense yeah mm-hmm. sure so. so they had like some easter eggs kind of stuff from the comics but the actual plot of the film was unique yes yes, yes. okay yeah, so I, so that's kind of my takeaway. My takeaway was that I thought that the plot, like the story of the film, the idea was like kind of cool and creative. And I thought it had um, like a direction and it made, you know, it made sense. It was a complete story. I thought that was really cool. And I, I liked the story part. I don't know that the execution was my favorite. Mm. Um, and I love the Guardians franchise the first two movies i loved the rides at each of the domestic theme parks um the one in epcot and the one also in california adventure are probably my top two favorite disney rides Mm. out of all all disney rides i love the guardians Mm. um i just really like that franchise and so yeah i wasn't i didn't have as many moments while i was watching it that i thought like yes this is so fun and that's what i like about the guardians it's usually really fun yes yeah Mm mm-hmm um, so I felt like that was kind of missing, but uh, yeah. but I did think that the story was interesting and the plot was creative. Hmm. I'm kind of curious to see, like, as we get further into it, what part she she liked. She liked, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm curious about that. Okay, yeah, okay, all right. Um, who should go? You, do you want to go next? Or you want me to go next, or what, dealer's choice? <laughs> uh, you tell me. <laughs> you, yeah, well, yeah. Well, Why don't you go? Let I'll him make it. Or, okay, that sounds good. I, yeah, what else? All right, so I, I guess he's I'll the floor. He's the floor. Yes, we got to land on the floor. I'm the floor. Land right there. Land right on here. So that's fair. He okay. the flow. Yeah, he the flow. Yeah. Now take it to the flow. Boom. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing. It. I'm going to lower it gently. And if you want to act, ever so. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this movie. Uh, let me think. I, there's just so much. I, I walked away initially feeling okay with it. Okay. But I wasn't okay with it. After you were okay with it. Yeah, I kept going. It was, it was. I was had an inner conflict as I was walking out the theater. This movie like, put you in therapy. It did. I was like, did I like this really, or did I really not like it? Or I don't know. Yeah. So like, I, in, in, to Rachel's point, it's like, yeah, I, I usually like the Guardian stuff because it's fun. You know, uh, yeah. There's laughs, and it's probably the most comic ridden. I mean, comedy comedy type thing that you would to expect from the MCU. I guess they they have more so than the others. At least from inception, yeah, yeah. yeah like, at least from you. inception, from there. But yes. this didn't really have that. It, there wasn't any many laugh out loud moments. I mean, there's one that I not just because maybe I'm just a sick person, but I just laughed at because it made me laugh. Uh, we'll talk about that in the spoiler section. <laughs> All right. But other than that, there was I wasn't like guffawing. And the theater that I was in, I saw it on Friday night. You know, the, the official opening night. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of guffaws. <laughs> I'm like. The, I'm like I don't know about this, and there was a lot of emotion in this movie, and then that mean the emotion in the definitions like everybody's like crying and they want emails. Like no, there was like a range of emotion. There was much anger amongst the team, and there was much um, just uh, fear and happening. There was um, so I guess some sad points, and there was uh, happy points. And you're very aware you're being emotionally manipulated. Yes, yes, that's mm. yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Okay, yeah. And so then, I, usually when I, I, I guess when I sense that, I just kind of just flatline it and just like, okay, just give me something, you know. Mm-hmm, so, yeah. so I guess that's where I kind of got conflicted. Like I wanted to like it, but I don't think I really did. But then again, me, I started thinking because I asked my family. I was like, <laughs> "What'd you guys think of it?" And they're like, uh, the, "The kids all just like, yeah, I liked it. I liked it." And my oldest wants to see it again. And my wife is like, "Yeah, it's okay," you know. And and I was like, "Well, I don't know." And so, but then, so with after those reactions, I think, well, maybe I'm no longer the audience. 
for this hmm. kind of stuff. Maybe I, it's, maybe this is not Very for fair. me anymore. And so maybe that's maybe the because I've uh, you know I, I've been with it since day one kind of a thing. Maybe they're not appealing to me anymore because they expect me to be there, or maybe they're not expecting me to stick around anymore. They want to appeal to somebody different that's going to be around longer than me supporting them. I don't know. So that's where I I, I, I kind of left it at and was like. That's why I switched to, I guess, I'm okay with it after walking away several times being like, I don't like this. Uh, because maybe I'm not the audience. You worry <laughs> you know? me. Yeah, you worry me too. <laughs> I, I do feel like it has caused some kind of internal crisis. It has. Are it you has. okay? My soul's uh, going north and south. You yeah. Know, it's, uh, yeah. It's conflicted. I need a girl with green eyes now to, just to, to <laughs> please, make sure uh, the Indi the God of the East. Uh, <laughs> You know, you know, any big trouble fans out there know what I'm talking about. Oh, we got to go through that. And if I happen to run into two of them, great. All right, it's a little more pain. for the god. You know, I was curious to see the reaction because you brought young children there. I wanted to ask Rachel because I know she brought her son there. They wanted to see it too. They're yeah. excited. Yeah, they did. Because it was a, a darker yes. movie, yeah, than most. And I was, it's like walking to a dentist's office. I can tell I'm gonna. I'm going to be in for some pain. I watched the trailer and I knew exactly what that movie was going to be mm-hmm. to the point where Eli and I kind of had, had the same impression walking into it. Like <sighs> you can tell they're kind of prepping you for this somber mood. And generally when you can tell when the whole theater is into it, cause there's little pops here and there for every laughter beat, every mm. yeah. action beat, you know, you can, you can feel the crowd. The, the theater was like, quiet the entire time and then every once in a while you'd hear a <laughs> yeah he's not lying every once in a while like, oh no yeah. 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 sometimes that was us 100% sometimes it was us <laughs> because touching back on what you just said Kevin uh, I think what worked so well about the first Guardians film was that Unlike every other Marvel film up until that moment, it wasn't mostly serious with a little bit of comedy sprinkled in. It was hardly ever serious with a more lighthearted, fun tone that kind of carried the movie all the way through, which made it completely unique and thoroughly enjoyable. Right. However, the problem was that Marvel took notice of how much people liked that approach, and now every Marvel property started following that same set of rules so now ant-man thor Mm -hmm. even spider-man avengers had its goofy moments so you remember america's ass and uh baby scott lang and everything like that they started making all their films similar to guardians of the galaxy and which is yeah and what they did that was so unique it's it's kind of lost but then you watch this movie and it seems like they try to overcorrect so now you get 50% goofiness, 50% soppy bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's soppy. And zero charm. Nothing. Yeah. And I shouldn't say zero charm. I mean, Mantis like had me laughing throughout this entire movie. Mantis to me was the best character. Yeah. In this movie. She was good in this. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Enjoyed every second she was on screen. Um you better have a thing for cute digital animals when you see this. Um because that's what they're banking on when you see these animals get tortured and experimented on and yeah. it's going to tug at the heartstrings and you will be emotionally manipulated into caring. But for me, <laughs> I'm a little bit more hard-hearted. I can recognize <laughs> where you're trying to take me. And I was like, nope, 
not going to do it. From the opening title, really from the opening title, yes. you could feel the gravitas. Mm. Yeah, no, as absolutely. As soon as the movie opened, Thick. you could tell like every other Guardians movie starts off with something fun. I was going to save that for the past, but yes, I'm with you. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, overall, I did not like it yeah. at all. Like There was very few... Again, Mantis was the only element of the movie that whenever she was on screen... I was kind of intrigued. Nothing about the plot made any sense. They sidelined Rocket throughout most of the movie. Right. Yeah. Peter Quill was dysfunctional. Half yeah. The, half the character, like a half shell of his character. Sorry. You, yeah. Yeah. No. Drax did well enough. And he, he was kind of even keel. Like what you saw from him in the previous movies is what you see from him in this movie. Gamora. I don't even know why they brought her back. It's not even worth it. I mean, he's already mourning her. They're this Gamora pretty much turned me off. I was yeah. Like, I'm like, this, that's exactly. why even have her yeah. around? What's the point? She's already gone, and we're not getting to the spoiler section yet, so I'm not going to touch on right. that element of it. But um, It's a good point, though. Yeah, it's it's a very weak bringing her back because there was no purpose to it. Right. Yeah, I don't. I didn't quite understand that either. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, well, they, I'm but, so sad. I mean, no, 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 I <laughs> love having her back, feel but it, like, yeah, yeah. do something with it, and they didn't. Yes, yeah, put some sort of resolution on it if this is the, the final phase right. of this franchise. and you Basically, know. their relationship was played for a joke. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. No, yeah, no resolution to it. And it. So it wasn't the characters that I was used to. No. And it, if it Except was, for Drax. Drax was pretty consistent. Yeah, but yes. Groot. Looked like he hit the HGH. Man. Yeah, that dude. Must that don't look right. I want to drug test him. I don't look right. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. PEP. Why did he? Is I don't think this is a spoiler. Why did he look different? Why did he do know. that? Clearly, there's no steroid testing. He in- seemed like. I wondered if they were trying to make him cuter. You know, because like Baby Groot is so cute. Uh, I wonder yeah. if they were trying to make like the grown version of Groot like a little rounder and cuter. Um. But it was weird a little bit. It, yeah. Yeah, it didn't look right. And in the comics, he doesn't look like that. But I've stopped being uh, vigilant from what I visually see in the books to what I visually see in the movies. But yeah, I mean, he, he did not look like Groot. He is Groot, and he is here to pump you, you up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me now and grow with me later. My cousin Arnold helped me pump. <laughs> yeah. I- <laughs> I have these uh, nutri- miracle grow enzymes in my body. Yeah, now. for real, miracle grow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look. Yes, indeed. We walked into that movie expecting it to be bad. So, like, people who are like, "Oh, maybe you walked into this and your expectations were through the roof." No, I suspected it was going to be bad. I saw the trailer, Trailers. and the trailer kind of, yep, that's about right. That's about the vibe that they're going for. It's going to be somber. It's going to be, you know, over the top. We have been very consistent in this. Batman is not looking to retire. Superman is not looking to retire. But every single time you see his movies, like, oh, we made it to three? Well, the heroes want to call it a day. Like, really? They just got together two movies ago. <laughs> right. We just added a couple of new members, and now they're already dis- disbanding? Dispersed, yeah. Like, you know, like, this is not how superhero franchises should work. They should be around for quite some time. So the way that they did this, you can kind of see that they were trying to put that gravitas on it. This is going to be the end. This is going to be a swan mm-hmm. song. You got to go see this because you're not going to see these characters you're never again. You're going to see it like this again. And so you kind of got that impression that this is going to be 
heavy on the feels. As the kids say. And I kind of felt like the feels that they tried to pull were cheap tricks. And so, that being said, we walked into this movie with a low bar. And all they had to do was clear that. And we would have been like, oh, okay, well, it's better than what we thought. They couldn't even do that on this movie. No. Mm. And you shouldn't have a, a trailer for your movie and then as part of the whatever the critics the critics say I'm kind of like one of the critics apparently said on the commercial this is be- better than in-game and I'm like you know Not that's a, a I don't know that's a very very high bar to clear like nope. you know that's really insulting someone's intelligence like, Disney's paying somebody to say that I, I agree because you can't you can't go and say alright whatever the best movie you've ever seen in your life was this is better than that Every time the movie comes, another movie comes out. This starts off with like an acoustic version of Radiohead's Creep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the mood. Yeah. I will say that there are elements of the movie that were somewhat enjoyable. Hmm. The end. Few and far between. <laughs> the end. <laughs> no, Mantis was perfect. The relationship between her and Drax, I thought Drax did a good job. That fight scene with no no sleep till Brooklyn. The it. Oh my god! Oh, like, in, the, in I, the hallway. Yeah, yeah. That had me like, okay, I'm invested now. Like there were moments where they could pump you up, and there were even scenes here and there where you're like, I'm watching a Guardians film, and it would take you out of the doldrums of the misery yeah. that they're trying to create on on screen. It would be like, I'm sorry. Like, okay, you remember you watched your very first Guardians of the Galaxy, Peter Quill's mother's dying, you're like, this is so depressing. Mm-hmm. But you never see her again until the end, and that makes him kind of... It was as if Peter Quill's mother showed up dying of cancer on every friggin'... <laughs> <laughs> every every other five minutes, you got that. That's how it felt, <laughs> watching this movie. Oh, man. Any other non-spoilery thoughts, guys? Y'all? Adam Warlock was stupid. That was, I, what was yeah, real. He was a cross between Zoolander and you ever seen Free Guy? Yeah, that Free Guy. He was the dude guy, the the buff oh, dude. version <laughs> of Ryan Reynolds. I like that one. That would just got created, and he was like all brand. But that, if you took Zoolander and Free Guy's dude and you combine them together, that's what Adam Warlock was. Here. Yeah, which he should. <laughs> yeah, he should be. But yeah. no, he should be awesome. And they just completely threw him away on a joke. Like, that's all he was, was a joke. And you could have substituted so many other Marvel cosmic characters for him. That could have done the same thing. And not wasted a warlock? Yeah, not yeah. wasted no. a legacy of a character yeah, that you no. could yeah. use for really good things in the future. And the villain? High evolutionary. Ugh. Nothing original. Low brow. If you've ever read or, or, or seen The Island of Dr. Moreau, you pretty much get the gist uh, mad scientist type experimenting on animals, trying to create the perfect society with a human animal hybrid. We've all seen this story before. Yep. If you don't know it from that, uh, try Dr. Mephisto from South Park. Same thing. Uh, Dr. Emil Dorian from Batman the Anim- Animated Series. Same thing. Tiger Tiger. That's at that episode. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, yeah. Man. It's the exact same villain except he screams a lot he's like the sam kinnison of marvel villains all he does is scream and scream and yell the entire movie like just emotionally unhinged the entire movie well i would say um 
just like before we get into the non-spoiler part, just to make sure people hear it. If you're listening to this and you're wondering if you should take your young kids, um, I brought my six-year-old son and my 11-year-old daughter. And both of them loved Guardians. My six-year-old son, like, one of his favorite things on Disney Plus is the little um, baby Groot series. There's, like, little Groot shorts. You know, I am Groot. They're cute. Um, Anyway, and he's seen the first two, and he loves the Guardians of the Galaxy. Rocket Raccoon is his favorite Marvel character. Yes. Um, Both my kids really hated the movie. Nice. Uh, and I think I think it was just like too intense for them. I we don't really I could see that it was it was gory. Yeah, and we don't watch gore with them ever. Like uh, we were there with another family. Their kids are both twelve, so a little older than my kids, but not much older than my daughter. And they watch like Stranger Things and stuff like that. Um, so those boys thought it was good. They liked it. But mm. if your kids have not seen a lot of gore, part of the reason why we show our kids Guardians of the Galaxy is because it is like fun and light and it doesn't have a lot of that yeah um there was a lot of gore and there was a lot of um like profanity which i wasn't that upset about like the language i didn't think it was great but it was okay Mm -hmm. but the gore was a lot for my kids and they did not like the movie because of that Mm -hmm. i i don't i I, I was kind of curious yeah because i offered my daughter a chance to go she's like dad i like the first one uh, second one was okay. I don't really care about what happens in the third one. That's yeah. really what she said. And then I was kind of grateful that she chose not to come because I felt like she would have been traumatized hmm. by what she saw yeah. because she likes animals. And so to have seen what they displayed on screen and w- without getting into the spoilers, I mean, we really can't say it. But let's just say, how do I put this? Oh, I'm a, I would say it this way. If your kids don't like the part of Toy Story where the toys go to Sid's house, they yeah. won't like this. That's what this <laughs> is. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's a I, great I think that's a, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Like, if you ever watch the Octonauts? Yeah. If the yeah. Octonauts somehow got trapped in Sid's room <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Sid ran experiments on the Octonauts, that's yeah. about what you'd get out of these characters. Yeah. And you're just looking there and you're feeling sorry for these characters. And you already know... Again, I know we're non-spoiler. You already know it's not going to turn out well because this has happened in the past and we've never seen these characters again. So what's the chances they're going to make it onto the screen? Probably slim to none. I see what you're doing and I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) And I know what you're setting me up for and I'm not cool with this. So, See what you're trying to lay down. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, I am a hundred percent with that. Yes, Sidrum. But at least with Sidrum, you didn't see blood. The process. You yeah. didn't see the pro- like. Well, I guess kind of. But you're right. No blood because they're yeah. Plastic. There wasn't blood. Like all of a sudden he'd like do something, and you'd see the character's reaction, and all of a sudden you'd see the reimagined toy, and it was a little bit frightful. Right. But and here you see it. All. all the process. You see it all. That's and why they spent their CGI money. There yeah. And that's terrible. That's, <laughs> you know, that's a, nobody needs to see how the sausage gets made. Literally. Uh, anyway, literally. I wish I wish I hadn't brought the kids. No, I couldn't blame you more. I was kind of curious. I kind of felt like Kevin's kids would have had an issue with this. So, they um, didn't, yeah. Yeah, they liked it. They so. want to see it again. Yeah, but I think my oldest uh, seen Stranger Things. She loves it. Stuff yeah. and all those kind of things. So it was, it was like no I like Stranger her. Things yeah. too, and Lily likes Stranger Things, but she needs mm, there needs to be a, a step between. Like 
there's a difference between horror and torture porn. And that's what that's was happening here. Like, I don't know that we needed to see Rocket the Raccoon's backstory. I think they had already hinted enough at it in the first two movies that it wasn't anything pleasurable. It was like, I didn't ask to be ripped apart and put back together again. And that, that summed it up perfectly. Yes. We didn't need anything more than that. And if you want to do more than that, fine. Put it as a short on Disney+. Plus. Do a Rocket yeah. Group standalone movie. We didn't need a good portion of this film to be about that. Because yeah. we're going to a Guardians film to have fun. We're not going to it to be horrified. Yeah, I just paid yeah. my taxes. I was less depressed on that than when I saw this movie. <laughs> you felt a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. You know? Cool. All right. So it sounds like it's time to move on to the spoiler part of this I would review. agree, sir. I would agree. Sir. So listeners, if you're listening to this, you had not seen the movie yet, now is the time to hit pause on this. Go watch the movie and come back and listen to the rest of the show because we are going to the spoiler field. We're not going to hold back. We're going to talk about all the things, all the things that happened. And uh, here it goes. It's spoiler time, guys. Spoiler. Yeah. (laughs) And so let's see how to spoil this. Well, okay. So Rocket makes it through. He stays alive. All his friends are dead. But then he has a a Dumbledore and Harry Potter moment, like in the afterlife, where he says, no, now's not your time. You got to go back. So Rocket goes back, and he's alive. And then things ensue. And then it's all just a vehicle to have Rocket take over the Guardians and have a no new people, and that's all it is. Yeah. And then you get a thing at the very end, uh, the, the second cut screen, where he says, you get a sign that says, the legendary Star-Lord will return. And then one guy in my theater was, was like, what? <laughs> Ask that was Eli. What did I say when, when, when it says the legendary story, Star-Lord will return? What did I say? Do you remember? Something like, do we need that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, was, yeah, I guess we're like starting with the end first. But So are they going to do a Star-Lord movie? Is that the deal? You know, I wow. wouldn't mind them doing a Star-Lord movie, but do we need that? That really? Like, because we know Gamora won't be back. Like Gamora, I'm sorry, uh, Zoe Sedana and Dave Bautista, who plays Gamora and Drax, have They're both out. said, yeah. we're out, we're done. Because of the old James Gunn craziness, or just that was just I a contract? I don't know. Like, I think Drax... Uh, Bautista Drax, just doesn't want to be known Batista's as Drax. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't want to be known as that. I'm, I'm a serious actor, which is like, yeah, g- give it five more minutes, See, buddy. I should... Like, yeah, he's goofy. I want to do more dramatic roles, and it's like, dude, you're not what? that good. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you want to do, Legends of the Fall 2? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> the English Patient 2. <laughs> <laughs> A beautiful mind, too. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess, again, we're starting at the end here, but I just don't really know what else Marvel has going on. It seemed like they were going to try to work up um, the Eternals, or they were going to try to do, like, the new Marvels, or the new Avengers, I'm sorry, new Avengers, and Uh none of that seems to be, like, really taking. And so I wonder if they're scared, and they're just going back to the money well. That's probably, yeah, I mean... It's the same thing I've been talking about this entire four and five phase yes. four and five. I was like, I have no idea which direction we're going. And so for somebody to say that, yeah, this was better than Endgame is like Endgame had a bunch of movies behind it to build it up to this point. Exactly. There's nothing at the moment that they're building. I have no idea. I thought they were going to go with the Kang thing and finally make it happen. Yeah, they had Kang like <laughs> Episcopalian well, uh, Kang. I guess are we I don't even, know. Are we even going to get Kang since the uh, right. troubles since that Jonathan Majors is having? Yeah, yeah I, you know it, that might be a whole different thing. If I'm there, I'd be like, "Look, John, you stay on. Just, we just gonna have to work through whatever trouble you got because what we got right now is not working." Um, 
I don't even know where they're going. Look, Zoe Saldana can afford to pass up on the money. And like I said, she wasn't even needed for this film. I don't even know why they even bothered her to have her come back. Yeah. When yeah. If this is her only contribution to the film, she felt not, wasted. Yeah, not needed. Completely yeah. wasted to the plot. She was an irritant. She didn't yeah. really... There was no contribution. I mean, yeah, exactly. She could have not been in a movie. That character could have not been in a movie, and it would have still been the same. Right. Right. Like, I mean, and and this is my real problem with this. Is like, so we spend so many movies prepping us for this idea that family isn't just who you're born to; it is what you make of it. So, in Guardians One, Peter Quill is having mommy issues because he's coping with being left alone after the loss of his mother, and comes to find a family with the Guardians of the Galaxy were also people who had no homes. Gamora didn't know love from her father. Mm-hmm. Rocket Raccoon family. was tortured and, and put together. Dr- uh, exactly. Like, Drax lost his entire family. Like, all these outcast. people just outcasts came together and, like, we don't need to be born in the family. We can just make our own family. Right. Then you get Guardians 2 and now Peter Cole's having daddy issues <laughs> yeah and so he finds his father but then he realizes his father's a jerk but then he realizes that yondu was his daddy all along but comes to realize a family within the guardians of the galaxy once yondu cla- so then <laughs> we're the right ravages, there yeah. but then here we are guardians three now he's dealing with the loss of gamora and then he spends the entire movie bringing back his best friend rocket who's a core member of his family only to abandon him to go chase his 95 year old grandpa so you yeah. go grandfather issues. Cut the lawn. I, I, apparently, they have some I, coffee. I, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I'm with you. I was. I thought. Look, just with the Peter Quill thing, I, just to stick with that context. The first two movies also established the fact that this dude has cosmic issues, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. a part celestial. Like you know, all his right. other. None of that's talked about talked about now. like so so now even if this is the final send-off for this man we don't even get a challenge that allows him to use that like i thought at some point i had this really weird hope that's why i don't play the lottery because i just don't have much hope <laughs> that i was like maybe if they do in this high evolutionary thing that's a cosmic guy mm-hmm. well, okay maybe they got out Al- you know adam war like he's in there like that's a cosmic guy they have to give him that that they've established it twice in the movies to let him have that. That would be his big send off. But no, he's just a lovesick puppy for a woman who's like, I don't know you, man. And that's all this guy <laughs> comes away with. And yes, it it's it didn't do anything to enhance those characters going forward. No. And right, that's yeah. and it that's a, what you want for your send off. You it know? was a really lame send off. He's going down to track down his ninety five year old grandpa. You would think by now he's already learned that yeah, family isn't your blood. It's Just what you make you. of it, and the people who care about you. Nebula and Drax are like raising rescue children together, which is kind of bizarre. Don't even get me started on that. Yeah, yeah that's You're Drax the daddy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got daddy qualities. Like, what are you talking about? This man stab people. You okay, healthy. granted, that is a dad quality you have to have sometimes, but. Manus goes off seemingly to explore an, an alternative lifestyle with three alien creatures. With their pet creatures, yeah. Yeah, yeah that it, it kind of seemed like, hey, we're just going to live this lifestyle 
<laughs> just out there. These three creatures and me live together in harmony. We're going to go talk to the Sarlacc. That's the yes. uncle. We're going to yeah. make sweet, sweet love <laughs> down by the fire. It and, was weird. Yeah. And the it rancor. Was very, very weird. Very weird. Yeah, Josh said that too. He was like, isn't that the thing that Han Solo had in the Millennium Falcon? Mm-hmm. I think that's the same creature. Yeah. Like, Raptors. Yes. Raptors. Raptors. A hundred percent. Josh is right. Yes. I mean, they, and then rockets it, left to... Manage a team full of the leftovers. Yes. Which basically includes a dog. Yes. Yep. A yeah. lesser dog that pees on the floor, apparently, whenever he gets scared. And you got to call it the oh, good dog yeah, yeah. all the time. And now, dog, yes. a rock group. Yeah. Big group. Big group. Big yeah. daddy group. Like, again. Petrified group. <laughs> somebody needs a drug test this year. Jacked up group. But, yes. He is uh, <laughs> apparently experimenting. It's all that milk but, go, man. That's what it is. Anyway, like, yeah, it was just a really weird send-off for all these characters. Gamora chooses to be a Ravager rather than stay with her sister, rather than stay with Quill to really kind of figure out who's like, hey, hey you know, I kind of get it. You're not the dick that I thought you were. You're, yeah, you're kind she of says, I bet we were fun. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a bad ending across the board. Like, I don't yeah. know that any character got a great ending. I, did, I know Rocket did. did. That, that, was, no. that was really my... You got a bunch of kids now. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's just no. That's Drax and um, yeah. No, he's got the little baby raccoons. He's got baby raccoons because he discovered go. that he's racket raccoon. Uh, yeah, I guess there's that. But I mean, he's the raccoon. Are, yeah, last we saw of him, he's like on a planet with uh, the, uh, the, oh, the little girl. The and, uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the little itty bitty girl. And a sister whistle guy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's crazy. And dude. they fly it. I mean, but that's the thing. It's like I I like Rocket because. I know that the other characters they kind of do their 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 thing, but they're more they're more like reactive, right? Like yeah. if a, the threat comes in, all the other guardians, you know, they all say whatever cool lines they have to say. But Rocket's line is always something that's like, "Yeah, let's just kick some ass," like you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. and so without that aspect in it, and they had no real substitute for that. I mean. They could have gave that to Gamora. I'd have been fired with that. But I mean, well, it's like the close of the head when he said, "Like I'm tired of running." Yeah, yeah he's, he's I'm tired of running. That's it. And the, and the plot of a of something that's in your chest and it's gonna explode and stuff like that. Okay, fine. I've seen way too many action movies where they, the person has something in them and things gonna die. They still move forward. They still do the action. They still participate in the movie. No, it's like Iron Man where you had the shrapnel, you know, the thing to keep it away from his heart. Yeah. yeah. Well, I even told Eli after the fact, I was like, did, did they do this on purpose? Like, did James Gunn do this on purpose just in order to go ahead and say, yeah, I'm on DC now, so screw these people. I got bigger projects. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm moving beyond this because, yeah, there was nothing about this. Like, even the little kids that Drax and Nebula go off to raise. Like, where did they even come from? What did they do? They just showed up at the end for no reason. It was random. It was like the kids from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah, but the, you know, they came from... On the village of the damn. Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought of. <laughs> Most of them came from that village. That one, at least you know where they came from. Yeah, these were, these were random. But I then there was extras. <laughs> I thought they just took it, like, from Thor, Love, and Thunder. Because, mm. like... Uh, oh, yeah? yeah? Danny's neighbor came over the other night, and he was asking us about what we thought about the movie, and he was like, hey, did you, did you like it better than Thor? And I was like, you know what's funny? is like, when he said that, I was like, man, they sure did take a lot of stuff from that movie and just kind of just hey people are used to it here you go and it's like no come on like all right look helping kids great don't get me wrong but 
come on. We just saw that with the last movie that's in the same phase. Yeah. Can we, we can we can do better, right? God, I don't even remember that movie now. Yeah, but it was third. not a good one. Not either. a good one. Exactly. Yeah. It it wasn't something that, that put those characters over. It was just this really weird, campy thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the overall theme of this movie that I, I have the problem with. Is that I had no problem with it being quirky in the first two movies because that's what it established. Yeah. But in this one, it just went absurd. I and it and it didn't even give you all of the qualities that you needed to make it a full Guardians picture. This might put us on a different path, but I was just thinking that from a perspective of somebody who doesn't watch a ton of, or is like not into comics as much, yeah. everything seemed gross. Yeah. Did you, yeah. Like, like, did everything have to be gross? Yeah. Like the planet was gross. Like, the outside of the planet was yeah. gross. The, the, oh, the, the bio planet you talk about? Or yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Of Earth it was like or, an yeah. egg yolk yeah. planet. Yeah. That planet was gross, Rachel. It was gross. Yeah, it was gross. That was gross. And you had these guys running around in these like fake thing suits, stubbing suits, whatever that was. Yeah, yeah, it was gross. They looked like body organs, and then like constantly, people are picking up like whole roasted animals and just like gnawing on them like a turkey leg. It just like all over the place, (laughs) like for no reason. Like, oh, someone else is going to have a disgusting snack now. Like it was just gross. (laughs) Like why? and then, like, I don't know about you, there were two or three times when they zoomed in on the spit in Chris Pratt's mouth. Yes. And I was like, gross. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why is it gross? Like, it just, I just, there are so many moments I was like, I just don't know why that has to be so gross. He got Star paid, spit. He well, got paid extra to be salivated. Why do they have to show the high evolutionary with his face off? Ripped oh, off. yeah. That oh, was God, I, like, covered face my child's off. eyes. I was like, don't watch this. <laughs> really? <laughs> Like the face just comes off like it's nothing. Like uh, it was yes. held on there by like staples or they something. They were, yeah, it was like little even. clips. Yeah, yeah, what he called a yeah, Robocop. Like that was yeah. pretty much what it was. She just basically picked out a clip in the face. It, yeah. I, as soon right as off. I saw that tab loose on the side, I was like, oh God, I know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, a red skull looked better than he did. Like, well, oh. yeah. I mean, and that's some stuff up there in the comics. I mean, but it depends. I mean, they usually have like helmets and all that stuff. But yeah, that was, that was not neat. Like he was already beaten, shot, killed. Like you know, and they were like, "Let me see your face." And just put it. And then, right like when Peter, when they Terrible. skydive out of the spaceship thing, and they use that man to land, and then yes. they like jackknife that piece out of his head, and you yes. like watch them do it. Exactly. Yes. I was, yes, I was like, I, I, okay. <laughs> However, I just this that was is the not plan. the Guardians movies that I've ever seen before. A hundred percent. This is gross. Yeah, like yeah. For everybody who's like, you know, we're not gonna kill anybody, and like, let's kill one dude, one stupid little dude that nobody loves. Like, but basically, they take that dude and they just land on him and drag his head across the rocks to get this little piece out. Because then they're not even his skull open. Yes! Yeah, <laughs> and they're not even sure that he's the one who has had it. It, <laughs> it was it's all for nothing. Crazy! It's just bizarre. That was wild. I. When it was happening, I was like, well, oh. <laughs> oh. I, think, I think I might have missed that part. That was the time I went to get up to the bathroom. Oh, I, I, oh I missed well, what happened. it was gross. <laughs> Screw that movie, dude. That's nasty. Screw, that movie. Screw that movie. And I'm being polite in my yes. language right now. But well, that's it, other thing. Too long movies. Too long. That Go was ahead. a long movie. It was long, yeah. Even the music was all over the place. Like, it was generally, Guardians like gives you something where you're like, there's some kind of fun, some kind of nostalgic 
feels that you get from hearing a song you ain't never heard in forever, but they resurrected it for this movie, and you're like, oh my god, I'm completely caught up in what they're doing. No, the music was all over the place. There's some 70s, some 80s, some, some 90s, 2000s, some yeah. 2000s. It's all yeah, over the all place. The zoom, yeah. Yeah. I, I think the only time I really jammed was when they were about to land on the nasty planet and they played Space Hog. Oh, yeah, yeah. That oh, was yeah. a good one. Yeah. I, I would give the In the Meantime worked well. Yeah. Uh, no Sleep Till Brooklyn worked well. I, was that was, say, I yeah, like that, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Yeah, that yeah. kicked, yeah. Yeah, that, that kicked that it that. off. I liked the Florence and the Machine song at the end. The Ooh. dog days are over. Okay. I thought that was good. I can see that. The it's dance party one? It's pretty recent, actually. Yeah. But. See, I always thought that was part of a commercial. Whenever I've heard that song, I've never. Oh, I think it was. I've never. It might have been, yeah. But I believe you that it's a, you know, it's a, it's a good song or something that's been played on radio. I just had never heard it outside of a commercial. So, okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But it fit. The entire movie is just antithetical to everything we've ever talked about Guardians, which is that family isn't about blood; it's about who has your back, who loves you, who takes care of you. Except when you realize there's a 95-year-old grandpa out there, then abandon your family Bandable. and go run out and go cut his lawn. You can't be you, know, you I, can't be your grandpa since you were celestial. No, Hana. It was yeah. not a. It was not a. Uh, no, like, Hana. It wasn't fun. You know how we we did um, Wakanda Forever, and we were saying how like okay, it was Black Panther, and then and then like when you got to this movie, it was. That part of that franchise, it was like its own movie, or as Daddy put it, the English patient of the MCU, which I very I love yeah that. yeah. But meaning Dark. that it it was at least it wasn't enough to say, oh okay, that's the sequel. But it's like, all right, well, you could stretch your mind and make it part of the franchise because it had all the supporting characters. The characters were consistent, but it just was this whole thing of death and blah blah blah. That's the kind of thing that I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. But here it just doesn't work it, it it's just something to where this would have been like the easiest layup you could have done yeah. for this type of movie all of your actors are still there mm-hmm. you you know most of it's cgi they killed no one they killed no one. you've established the fact that they live on other planets so you don't even have to worry about trying to figure out what's going on with time changes you don't even have to worry about what occurred with the blip right, right. because they're all on the other planet. Sure, you got a different Gamora, but eh, we're not on Earth. Everybody died on You're Earth. On Earth. We concerned. Yeah, <laughs> we all kind of Earth where there's like bunnies and jackrabbits that have like machine guns and stuff. Like, so you don't even have to adhere to the previous movies and all the laws and canon that they made. You don't have to do that here, but they still fail in the simple execution of saying all these people you know. Here's another way for you to like them again. Mm-hmm. You know, here's another chance you say, oh, like my favorite rocket moments are pretty much from the second one. I love the one where they, he breaks them all out of jail and stuff. Yeah. But when he does that thing where all the ravagers are coming at him, he sets traps for them and stuff. See, I didn't really get any of that same type of feel here. I oh, had no, to hear about no. this Charlotte Webb, water ship down, all this kind of crazy Charlotte stuff. Webb. Oh, I don't know if that yeah. chick was a ferret or what was that? An otter? I don't know what that I, was. I think it was oh, an uh, otter. Uh, it was an otter, a bunny, what? and a walrus. Yeah, see, I didn't know all that. Inter, interspecial bestiality stuff. Well, nah, and, well that's the, that. the part where they, really the movie started to turn me off because I, I could tell right off the bat that we're getting a pre-indication again that they're going to die because we've never met these characters before. But then 
James Gunn just goes beyond that in giving us scenes of the animal cruelty, the torture that they experience. And all the while, they're talking about the joys of friendship and going on adventures together when they escape. And it's just like you can sense the bullshit coming around the corner you know what's going to happen you know what they're setting you up for you know you're being emotionally manipulated you can sense the end result coming a mile away it's nowhere near as tragic as they like to make it out to be uh and despite their best efforts to make it as painful as possible in the audience it just doesn't resonate as well also the whole kill switch on rocket's heart yeah, I Which was just saying. Which kind of starts this plot moving forward. Just seems so arbitrary and stupid. It was. It didn't have to take him out of the game. I right. Mean, like, really? All the battles they've gotten into is the first time this whole thing is coming up. This dude got in a little bit of a scuffle, got a little injured, and now he's in a coma and he's going to die? And it's a switch that you got to get a COFA. So they, yeah. you know, they're like, okay, the right we, got, code, yeah. we got a few days. Like, look, that's... Uh, there's a bunch of movies that are like this. DOA is the first thing that comes to mind. A, a professor doesn't know who's trying to kill him because he has some poison. He's poisoned, but he doesn't know who did it. So he has like 48 hours to figure out who poisoned. In mm-hmm. other words, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to drop dead right there on the spot. That's not how the story works. Mm-hmm. He just keeps going until he gets closer to that 48th day. So in other words, here's a guy that's good with technology, meaning Rocket Raccoon. And so the thing that's going to kill him is technology. He can't even go and say, "Hey, listen." I remember what happened to me. I was kissing this fairy girl, and then this dude put this thing in my chest. So you should just do this, that, or the other. He has no purpose other than just being a weakling in the movie that he is a star in. The whole thing was just there to start off this fetch quest for Peter and company to go on while allowing you to access Rocket's memory so you can get into this backstory. So, yeah, now you get this fetch quest with them going to this colonoscopy planet. But that's what it was. It looked like. <laughs> that, I mean, come on. That's what it looked yeah, like. That's it was, what it was. Wasn't, wasn't pretty. So oh they go God. off of this fetch quest for this whole thing while allowing you to access Rocket's memories because he's out of it. So now you get to meet Floor and Layla and um, Teeth. Teeths. Exactly. Teeth. All those. Uh, the sh- it's like the shirt tails, or <laughs> oh man, <laughs> the shirt tails. I don't well, know. I remember that. Oh my god! All right, go ahead. We go seem, ahead, Rachel. We seem pretty unanimous in, in not being super pumped about it. Yeah. But um, Rotten Tomatoes has it eighty-one percent certified fresh, mm. and they're saying hmm. there's a ninety-five percent audience score. Yeah, this what is, is that putting mean? some money into this movie. Yeah, I was going to say, that means they say it's good. It means. Maybe we're not the audience. I don't know. No, yeah. we're the audience. We're definitely I know. The I, you would think we're the audience. I don't know. We should be. I mean, I, I sci-fi think, Disney fans. Yeah, but it's, yes. it's not. It's I not, have no inkling to see this again. Yeah, no, that's the problem. Never. I would watch. That's what Eli and I were doing the entire night after. Oh, I was like, God. What did you watch? I was like, I'd watch Batman and Robin before I watched it. Yeah. What else would you? I'd watch the Toxic Avenger before I watched. This. We were going down in history like, of yes. saying this could be the worst superhero movie. I've ever seen. Ever I would seen. Never oh. watch this again. And that's oh, a okay. very huge statement. Over Green Lantern yeah, or the Reynolds really, Green that Lantern? Is really big. Yeah. I would watch the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. That's pretty oh, well. Watching <laughs> this again. I would watch the the definitely the Ray Stevenson Punisher Warzone one before <laughs> I would watch this one again. And that one's very bad. I like I said, I did yes. think that the storyline was creative. 
like going into the world of the animals that were living as humans, essentially. Oh, counter Earth, yeah. Counter Earth, yes, thank you, Counter Earth. That was kind of fun and funny and kitschy, and I. That was the part of it that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this feels like the Guardians. Like, okay. it, I, it picked up a little bit for me there where they landed on mm-hmm. that planet and it was like a 1970s Earth, except everybody was animals. But if they did, like, um, kind no. of like a Star Trek for the Voyage Home where they have to yeah. land on original Earth. Mm. And then maybe then that's when Peter Quill could run into his grandfather. And maybe then that's why he's like, look, guys, I'm staying. I want to reconnect with my family. I want to yeah, understand my roots. That would have been better. That would have been, that better, been better, better, yeah, than what we saw. Did y'all have yeah, the only thing on Counter Earth that I mentioned about this at the beginning of the show? Okay, uh, but the only thing that Counter Earth scenes were the only place where I actually emoted loudly, and that was the only part that made me do that was when uh, Drax was playing ball with that little girl. Oh, and he just threw and he right just her freaking just face. beans <laughs> out of the girl. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. that was my. I, <laughs> I think the theater laughed the most that I was in when um, Star Lord was trying to drive the car. Yo, well, I guess yeah, that. Cool. Yes, it was like kind of goofy and funny, and Nebula is like giving him a hard time, and he's like, "You want to drive? Do you want to drive?" Like that was kind of funny. Well, I did I like when they're like trying to get, explain to Nebula how to open the car door. <laughs> yes, I've um, never. I also really liked the Star Lord Nebula like rapport. I thought that they did a pretty ah. good job with some on-screen chemistry. Not like romantic. I just thought that the two of them were like funny partners. I would agree with that. I kind of wish they would have gotten romantic because, I mean, once you got the sense that Gamora and him are going nowhere. They had that chance. Like, why not? Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I didn't realize how beautiful of a shade of black your eyes were. Right. And, yeah, they did do that for a second. Yes. Why not? I mean, we're going nowhere with Gamora. Because that character has no heart. I mean, Nebula, I'm saying, like, you know, she's just, a, that's just a cold character yeah, but, in general. It would be. But then they reversed it in... in Nebula does have a bit of a heart now, whereas Gamora had no heart. Oh, yeah. this yes, yeah, she has a heart. New, new Gamora, yeah. But right. it would, it would be hard for me to. Even, I, I'm just like Peter, just stay single uh, at this point. You know, <laughs> just do a Captain Kirk and just date people on the planet that's greed. In, in yeah, Peter can probably Listen, take whatever he can get. He doesn't want to jump lily pads anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like he found out that <laughs> he found out that Manus was his sister. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was weird. Like, in the, holiday, in the, special, in the yeah. holiday special. And they barely touched on that, and he abandoned her like that. Mantis needed space from Drax. I was going to say, I uh, could see that. Well, <laughs> Mantis and Drax, though, as a, as a comedy team. Yeah, they were fun. Oh, they were good. They were fun. Yeah. You know what? That's a good oh, like when, 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 when she made that dude like like him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the well, yeah, hopelessly in love with Yeah, Hope is in love with the dude. He's like, hi, hi. He's like, oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. Drax is like, why are you doing this again? She was like, it's so fun. Yeah. I loved her. Like, Mantis. He was really good. Yes, I would watch a whole. Manus series. You might. Yeah. Before this movie, uh-huh. I would have told you that Manus was my least favorite character. And she was like my most favorite character. Everybody else kind of was lame. She was pretty good. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah. Manus was my most favorite character. I wanted to see more of her. I don't understand why she had to walk off with those three monsters. But. She had to bring him back to Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Like they're going to bring yeah. back Star Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's like they borrowed it from Star Wars. So they had to bring it back to Lucas. They bought a lot from they're Star like, Wars. Well, that like, weird dog thing that Adam Warlock takes, that looks like a Lothcat to me. Oh, yeah. yeah it had, it, it, there was like a lot of crossover. Well put. <laughs> I like, yeah. I could see that. 
That was a trip. That, that, yeah, that, so they had a warlock. Yeah, that one, man. felt like a Ugh. waste. Ugh. I thought in the, when they did the second one, and then there was a tease of him at the end coming, yeah, the cocoon, yeah. And he, and yes, coming. I was like, ooh, you this know, is like, a game changer. I was curious. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, well, that's the villain. Okay, yeah, got it. So, I again, I mean, this character in the in the books is phenomenal. I mean, he 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 he's like on a silver surfer level, if not beyond that. Like wow. he's, celestial. You know, yeah, he's a celestial. He's a so again. You're like, oh, okay, we're taking this to another level. I didn't need to not see the golden lady again that got beat up from the last time. You know what I mean? Like, if you see a villain. He has mother issues. Oh, Paris yeah. Hilton. Yeah. yeah. You know, if, if, if the mother, it, oh, the mother, if the villain from your previous one is still as beat up and they haven't rebuilt themselves in any sort of way, they're like, yeah, I'm still beat up. I still have the bad hair day. Yeah, you, you don't need to be on there. But I really thought. That that character was going to have such a more significant presence than yeah. what he did, and it it, it just it just kind of killed it. It was like one minute he doesn't know his left from his right hand, and the next minute he's out there flying across the planet saving people and all this other stuff. We can't even effectively torture a guy. Yeah, you know, he I just mean, overdoes it. He just over. He just over. But that character, there's, there's so much that they could have done with that character. That could have put this movie again on a different plane without all of the crazy animal I torture thought, and whatnot. Yeah, I thought he was going to be the big bad. I yeah. thought so too. Yeah. And then it was like, nah, he's just a foil. And it's like, man, like big it, time. That's like what they did with Thor with the uh, Eternity. Where it's mm. like, oh man, you're going to do Eternity? Holy crap. It's, that's a big entity. How are you going to pull that out? Oh no, we're just going to make a little door. Cover, cover. Yeah, when yeah. it is him and it looked, you know, like they still did that same type of stuff. So then my advice to them is like, all right, then stay away from the cosmic stuff. Like yeah. if you don't want to give that the reverence that it deserves since you bought the company, and if you bought the Marvel Comic Company, I promise you, you could find a whole treasure trove whole bunch of other writers that have written these characters out. And if you say, hey, I'm sorry, I'm James Gunn. I got to put this whole movie together. I have time to read all these books and people. Just send me the people who wrote these characters. Just let them tell me what's going on. We have some coffee. You know what I mean? We have steak a la carte and all that <laughs> stuff. Just tell me how these characters work. And then I can just figure out what to do to make this movie make sense. You have too many resources to have not used that character, Adam Warlock. Yeah. Is, in the proper light, the proper effect to put that dude over for a future franchise movie. Well, it was a waste because you kind of wasted six years. Like, you know, we, for six years, we had to see Adam Warlock appear on screen. And Adam Warlock was a big part of that uh, Infinity War saga. Yes. And yeah. he, he didn't appear in there. So we waiting to see when he shows up. It's like it's going to be a game changer. No, he's just they comic relief. He's, yep. a, he's, a, he's a goof. The only thing he does is mess up Rocket to the point where we discover this quote-unquote kill switch mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And get a pet and become part of the Guardians. Yeah. Well, he, Guardians. yeah he, saves, he saves Peter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Peter had yeah. a Princess Leia moment. Guys. <laughs> yes, I have two questions about that. Well, one thought I had was that my husband totally agreed with you. He was a comic book reader, or he is a comic book reader, and loves Adam Warlock and was like, very upset like when the credits started rolling the first thing he said was they ruined adam warlock and i'm really upset about it i don't blame him him. that was one thought but my second thought on the peter quill moment when he's out in space 
when he first started floating in space, I said, how can he do that? Yeah. And then Josh said next to me, he's like, well, he's part celestial. So that makes sense. Okay. And then he starts blowing up. And then Josh is like, never mind. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know from the first two moves. I don't know. <laughs> Anything's possible. Exactly. But all that's, that wacky space. All that continuity. There are different rules. Just kidding. There's no rules. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should like, get okay. No, that's a, but he's, he's that's a huge point. That's and that's what I was saying too. It's like yeah, it was all disfigured. Half the face was down here, and then after, he was fine. Yeah, yeah. It's just like all I needed was a little air, just a little. Yeah. I told Danny that too. I said, "Wait, I said that man dead. He's bloated." Yeah, like, exactly. Like, who's got smart water? Oh, you? Okay, I'm yeah, good. you're good. Like, <laughs> I've seen some stuff in the hood where people look bloated like that. They don't come back no. to life. So I was like, "What are you doing?" What are yeah, that was that was that was really weird. That was very yeah, disturbing. Vacuum of space. I didn't get that. Yeah, that was very disturbing too. Now the whole thing. It's just it's not a good movie. Please don't ever go see this. I liked how you have Duck, a choice. He was on, in there. I liked how the Howard Duck, Duck that they had the uh, original <laughs> alien the from the uh, Guardians, uh, the guy that brokered the deal for the uh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 he was in there. So little throwback yeah, here little to there, but that's it. Yeah, really, guys, there is no reason to ever see this movie. <sighs> if you see all these wonderful things, you're being lied to. I don't know how much money these guys are being paid, and shame on you for taking it. Uh, <laughs> not that we would ever do that <laughs> here at the Magic Army Podcast. <laughs> Better than Endgame. Pay us Disney. We'll, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> fair enough. That's but fair. we're not getting paid, but so we can no, be honest. No, we're not being paid, yeah. so we can be honest. Ooh, and we- that was hot garbage. Hot garbage. Yeah. Hot. Burning garbage. Burning hot garbage. Yes. And I'm curious, guys, for any of you out there that actually really, really liked it, um, or even liked it, I- I'm curious to know, and not like halfway liked it. I mean, like, you're like, yeah, this is awesome. This movie is awesome. I want to see it again. again. Yeah, you're, you're going to watch it again. I, we want to know. This is the platform. This is the show in which you can offer those opinions, man, because we had definitely have our opinions. We have the microphones at the moment, but we're definitely offering you the microphone. Show at magicarway.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this movie. Yeah, maybe there's something that we didn't get. Maybe there's something that's wrong. We'd love to hear it. Well, I mean, we're always open to any and all types of opinions, you know, and we can have that conversation about it. Just, you know, just, yeah, reach out. Show at magicarway.com. And, uh, yeah, if you have any th- other thoughts about anything else, about maybe where the Marvel movies are going, man, it, again, get in touch with us, okay? And there's many ways to get in touch with us. We're about to tell you how to do that in just a little bit. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And look, if you have any opinions about anything that we've talked about today, whether it be the MCU or the movie itself, uh, you can get in touch with us all and find you can find all the stuff to get in touch with us at magicarway.com and if you do want to get in touch with us to share your opinions you can do so through the following ways you can shoot us an email at shortmagicarway.com or call or text us at 1815moeekin that is 1815moeekin 669-4226 and of course we have a couple people do things outside of the podcast first of all we got Eli does things with comics Eli yo yeah, yes, sir. You can always check out my work at www.ivorycomics.com. You can see Project Geisha, Savages, and the Molly Be Damned. All fully colored, over 40 pages. The only ad for them in the book is for the Magic Highway podcast. So there you go. That's that's more than if you went to a comic book store, bought two issues of a book, you'd have more ads in that than you would in this. And you, you get your money's worth. Of course, there's also like, interviews and blog posts. 
And of course, a link to the Magic Highway podcast so you never miss a beat, an episode, a review, a travel plan, whatever you got. Just come right back towards it because, look, if Walt wanted it that way, Stan wanted it that way, we do it that way. So there you go. So go ahead and pay a visit to. And I, I want it that way. We need it Tell that me way. why. That way. <laughs> Ain't nothing but a heartache. <laughs> Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a big mistake. <laughs> I never want to hear them say. You want it that way? Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Just have it the ivory way. There you go. Oh. It's like Burger King. Damn, your way. <laughs> yep. You rule. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's why there's always synergy here, because that's what the good stuff's about. Facebook, you can find me there, Eli Chivery, as long as you're a real person. It's nice to meet you. If you're a bot, don't need to greet you. I had a bot write me saying Guardians 3 was the best movie out there because it wasn't going to rock it in there. They wanted to hear about how ferrets could get along and be in the afterlife. I said, I know you a bot. You ain't no real person reaching me like that. No, I feel about something. So, yeah, I'll trust you, bot. Get on out of here. Uh, Project Geisha. As a Facebook page, you go to facebook.com slash Project Geisha, which people have done, posted up some likes there. I appreciate that. You can see some updates there. Instagram, I'm right there, posting up the hearts and likes, seeing what you got. EIRY504, you can find me there. And of course, on Twitter, unless Elon Musk said, hey, dude, you too raw for this stuff, you can find me at Hancock10166. So if you appreciate the madness, you're just bringing me gladness. Thank you very much. And if you want to book a room next to Danny and Eli in two weeks, you could do it through Rachel. Rachel, how can they do this? <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh, they can absolutely read out, reach out to me. Rachel, they um, can't do this. They can't do this, Rachel. Right? <laughs> right? We gotta. We gotta. Can we make selections for once they come up? Audition. Hey, look! If they want to give. Um, a, Extra Patreon donation in our Patreon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, now, yeah, they put yes. an extra one. You, you can sleep on our sleeper, sleeper sofa. Yeah. Yes. Sleeper I, sofa. I, yes. Pay that extra $100 fee. I talked to y'all it's, night. It's the Pearl level, just like Disney Cruise Line. Mm, but yeah. yes, if you would like to book a trip um, to Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Aulani, any of the Disney destinations, Universal, uh, Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, major brand hotels, I can help you with all of that. And it is at no extra cost to you. And instead of all of your trip, you know, cost going to these large corporations, some of it comes right back here and helps to support fans like you. And we really, really appreciate that. And if you didn't like this movie, or if you did, either way, um, you can go to Walt Disney World or Disneyland and really enjoy a great version of the Guardians of the Galaxy and those attractions. I highly recommend that. Um, so I would love to get you all on those attractions and wherever you want to be to make magical memories. You can find me at Rachel at MagicRway.com. Rachel is R-A-C-H-E-L. And I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at R Family Magic, And that's R, just the letter R, Family Magic. And I also have a phone number. Couldn't make it easier. You can text or call me at 978-432-WISH. In addition, guys, there's so many ways to support the show as a whole. You can find them all on our website, magicrway.com. Plus, if you want to elevate your support, just like Rachel said, go to patreon.com forward slash magicrway. There you'll find six awesome tiers to support this show. And any way which you can support this show is deeply appreciated. We also want to thank you for being a loyal listener, and we always love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome to the Magic Army Podcast, so make sure you get in touch with us today. 
So Mohicans, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. And you are. Bye!